0: This is the unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
1: Absolutely horrific day yesterday in Kansas City, and what was supposed to be one of the most celebratory days in the history of that town. With that franchise, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade times three, two in a row, and it ends yesterday with an absolutely horrific shooting that left one dead and many injured in Kansas City yesterday, and just horrific, absolutely horrific that being a good human, a good Samaritan, enjoying life somehow is put to the side because of just horrific actions by some. Just awful.
2: Yeah, it's a heartbreaking day. But unfortunately, we've had too many of these days in our country. And I just think sports is one of the last frontiers where it's truly galvanizing. It brings people together. And to think that these people went down to the parade to celebrate their team and their city and make memories with their friends and family and experience joy. And in a split second, that changes to terror and panic and it, it just breaks my heart and it makes me really sad. And I feel really helpless with this situation because it feels like this continues to happen and nothing is changing.
3: Yeah, that's the part that hurts the most for me is the family that's involved with this, right? And that mm-hmm. was a day where everybody was supposed to be celebrating the Chiefs championship and come together a, as a community and, and just be excited for what they were witnessing with their sports heroes. And I just that's the part I, that I keep harping on, Smalls, what the day was supposed to be. They didn't have school in Kansas City yesterday Mm -hmm. because they wanted the kids to go there and be a part of it. Little did we know that of the two dozen victims, half of them would be kids that are being treated at the children's hospital there in Kansas City. I mean, what are we doing when we're allowing not only ourselves, but our babies to be in harm's way, the way the way that we are? And it happens routinely. Whether you want to bring up Uvalde, Texas, or you want to bring up Sandy Hook or Columbine, Once Upon a Time, or what happened in Michigan, you know, it just at some point we have to collectively say that we've had enough and demand better from the people that are in positions that can make substantive change. We have to, and and we're always doing this thing where we go through this news cycle and we send out thoughts and prayers and then we have the debates on what the root causes are. And you know what the root cause is, F? It's us. We need to look in the mirror. Because until we demand better for our society, nothing is going to change. As I heard somebody say yesterday, there ain't no hope. No hope is on the horizon. We're all waiting to be a part of a club that nobody wants to get into, which is being connected to gun violence and mass shootings in this country.
1: My kids are 10 and 7, respectively. They have lockdown drills in their school, middle school and elementary school. Lockdown drills. There was a false alarm of a lockdown drill a couple of weeks ago. Like, that is so beyond scary for them, for us, for every parent out there. When I go to pick up my kids at their Hebrew school that they go to, the amount of security, well, thank God, that we have at that temple, which, like, I'm not saying we shouldn't, but, like, it's insane the amount of security we have because of the fear that we are all living in you go to church i'm sure there's security in and around church now in a way that was not the same when we were growing up we
3: do lockdown drills at church the church i go to we do lockdown drills at church
1: it's sickening
3: you ha- but that's what you have to I know, and but that's it's the sickening. part of, that's the problem though we we we've, we've been conditioned to normalize these behaviors and, and and until and until we say no we're going to demand better for ourselves, for our family, for our communities, for our country as a whole. Nothing about this is going to change. Everybody is so hell-bent on making sure that no government infringes on their rights to be, you know, a person and to, to, to bear arms, the Second Amendment, and all this other stuff. What about infringing on our right to be human? What about infringing on our rights to be alive? Again, I'm not sitting here pretending like I have all the answers to it because I don't. I leave that to better minds. But I will say this. Like, we are in a state of emergency when it comes to gun violence in this country. It is an epidemic.
2: We have been for quite some time. We have
3: been for a long time. And and like I said, we keep you name the state, you name the city, it it just seems like it's happening again. Uh, We had a mass shooting at a school in Tennessee a few months ago. Like, it just, it continues to happen. The mass shooting in Charleston at a church, it continues to happen. The mass shooting at a synagogue in Pittsburgh, it continues to happen.
1: At what point do we say it's enough? And guess what now? From a sports perspective— whoever wins the next title in sports, they're going to have to think twice about having a parade. It
3: happened with the Texas Rangers. A shooting at that parade not too far away from when they won their championship. A shooting at the parade for the Denver Nuggets when they won a championship last summer. And now a shooting in Kansas City at the Chiefs parade.
1: You can't have it anymore. You're going to have to have it at the arena or field, or stadium, excuse me. But, and you're going to have to have tickets with metal detectors and everything like that. But
2: there was a lot of police presence there yesterday.
1: But there's no clearance to get in. Right? And That's this- true. Yeah, yeah, That's you can control the environment.
2: But I'm just saying it, it feels like we're taking all of these these measures and things are still happening.
1: I understand. But we have to go to a place of like there's nothing in public anymore. But it has to be private. It has to be by way of secure. It's, it's disgusting. But, like, whoever— pick, That doesn't
3: sound like freedom to me, though, Ev. No, but— who, Okay, pick that a team. Doesn't, that I'm doesn't sound like freedom. Jam. We're talking about freedoms here and what you're describing as the measures to protect ourselves. we have to. Because we want to protect the freedom of being able to bear arms, the Second Amendment. That doesn't sound like freedom to me. Well, that, sounds like, that sounds like a COVID lockdown.
1: Okay, so the Denver Nuggets win an NBA title. Let's just play it out. Sure. I, I, you can't have a parade.
3: Ev, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, it's, not, saying, I know it's I'm sickening. not saying you're wrong. The whole but those point are the is la-
1: everyone gets to see something that they wouldn't normally get to see. Guess what? Now it's going to be ticket sales into an arena. People are going to say, oh, you just want to make money. No, we want to be safe, or maybe not. And we're going to have to go through metal detectors. There's going to have to be the security. There's going to have to be the pat-down. This is not outside in a summer or warm weather environment or anything like that where the people roam in the streets of your city and celebrating your team, but more so celebrating humanity in your city. Can't do it anymore. There are no more parades. There cannot be parades. But
3: here's the crazy thing, Ev, about our society. There are no more safe spaces. There really aren't any. There are no more safe spaces. That is the sobering reality when it comes to gun violence in this country. Nothing is safe. Unless you're talking about what you're saying, which is a stadium or an airport, a controlled environment, there are no more safe spaces. And until we collectively say enough and that is unacceptable, nothing is going to change.
1: All right. Coley Harvey is a tremendous ESPN reporter. He is on the ground in Kansas City and he joins us now. Coley, what is the latest on what you have heard about what has happened here in Kansas City?
4: Uh, Well, guys, thanks for having me on today. Um, Honestly, the latest isn't much different than what we've had from uh, the last several hours of yesterday evening, and that is that there are uh, 21 people who are currently injured, Uh, one person who has uh, tragically lost her life uh, in this uh, horrific event. Um, I can tell you that Uh, I've been in contact with the hospitals here in Kansas City. There are three area hospitals where people were transported uh, with injuries uh, in the aftermath of everything. That's uh, Children's Mercy Hospital, as well as St. Luke's Hospital and University Health. Uh, Children's Mercy Hospital probably has right now what is the one glimmer of good news from this situation. Uh, There were 12 people who were transported there, uh, 11 of them between the ages of 6 and 15, so definitely kids. Um, and the, the positive news is that all of the gunshot victims, there were nine gunshot victims transported to Children's Mercy. They're all expected to recover. So that is the one bit of positive news that we do have uh, this morning as we uh, continue to wait, uh, await word from the Kansas City police on what the particular motive may have been, uh, who all was responsible for this. We do know that three people have been detained uh, but that is not uh, those aren't formal arrests just yet. Those aren't formal charges just yet. But we do know that three people are detained. Uh, we are looking for a a news conference at some point today, possibly later this morning from the Kansas City police uh, to update us on what they do have. But uh, I'm, I'm sitting right out outside of Union Station right now. And, um, you know, there's police tape everywhere. There's trash all over the ground uh i mean it it literally looks just like uh just like we saw when the chaos ensued yesterday
2: coley do you have any sort of sense of when we may get an update or a response from the chiefs or the nfl on this situation
4: uh right now it's it's not looking like we're going to hear much else from uh from either party in that sense uh the chiefs did both both parties the chiefs and the nfl did release statements uh yesterday evening I, i i have been in contact with the Chiefs and I basically was told for now that that the statement that uh, that they issued you know uh, well wishes to the city of, of Kansas City and and obviously uh, uh, remarking on the tragic nature of what was supposed to be a celebratory day. uh, They've basically said that that statement will live for now, but, um, but we, we may hear more later. We we will see. I think that it it sort of depends on what the news ultimately uh, shakes out to be here in the next day or so.
1: Coley, is there anything else that we need to know about this situation that you have learned so far?
4: Um, Honestly, just that uh, I've just gotten to town this morning and um, even though it's been a very short time that I've been here, it, it seems very clear that the city is uh, is reeling. You know, I, I was talking to a couple of people just now who were present during the uh, the, uh, the parade itself and uh, mentioned how it just in an instant went from this joyous, uh, upbeat, uh, bubbly moment to all of a sudden just seeing the demeanor on people's faces change uh, to, to 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 just how serious the nature of, of the situation was. And it, it just it, – it, it, you know, you guys were just mentioning how we've been dealing with this problem throughout the country, all over the country at, at churches and movie theaters and schools um, – this just really underscores the the seriousness of this particular issue, this gun issue that we have in this country, and it it, it seems clear that uh, at least the few people who I've interacted with so far here in town, um, they are hoping that this is something that may change uh, what's been taking place in this country, because clearly it's uh, it's time that something does.
0: Coley,
3: when we start talking about. North American team sports, the last three championships that we've seen with the Denver Nuggets, with the Texas Rangers, and now the Kansas City Chiefs, their parades have led to gun violence. And I'm just curious from your perspective, being somebody that covers news around sports all the time, are we now entering a space where we have to reconsider how we do these championship parades and pep rallies?
4: Uh, that's a fair question. And I, you know, as I was actually coming in uh, earlier this morning, I was talking to my mother, and we literally had that same conversation ourselves. And my initial take on this right now is that we may see a little bit of a pause. Um, I I am curious to know when the NCAA tournament champion is crowned, when the NBA finals champion is crowned. Those seem to be the next two major uh, uh champions that we that we should have in this country um when those take place what are those cities and those college towns what are they going to do to to mark that situation um i i i sort of think that this is going to cause some cities and some 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 places a little bit of pause a with how they uh go about um Uh, protecting people and, and going about these, uh, these events, but also it may give pause into whether it's worthwhile. And that's really unfortunate because it is worthwhile. It is worthwhile to have these types of moments where you bring a city together, you bring a community together, you bring people from all different backgrounds in one space together to celebrate one common thing. And that's winning. Um, and that's what sports is all about. But if it comes at the cost of lives, um, Sadly, I, I think we all as a society may need to rethink that, at least for right now. And, and you know, just my personal opinion is I, I fear that, that we may witness that within the next several months and maybe year as, uh, as cities begin to, to figure out how they celebrate championships.
1: Coley, thank you so much for your time, hopefully under better circumstances next time when you join us. Thank you so much.
4: Absolutely. Thank you,
1: guys. Coley Harvey on the ground there in Kansas City reporting all day for ESPN. on will be on SportsCenter with this horrific tragedy in Kansas City. We will have more on Sportsmanlike coming up.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer.
1: doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com
0: this is the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio
1: imagine if imagine if what adrian wodronowski and ramona shelburne reported yesterday actually happened and that, Well, I mean, what they reported happened, imagine if the teams went through with it, yeah. that LeBron James could have been traded to the Golden State Warriors. Woj and Ramona had an amazing story, check it out, ESPN.com, about the conversations leading up to the trade deadline between the Warriors and the Lakers about the possibility of LeBron James to the Golden State Warriors because they were calling and the Lakers said, okay, you know, you want to talk about LeBron, talk to Rich Paul, his agent, which is not a no, not a how dare you call us. (laughs) Are you kidding me? It's an NFL team calling the Chiefs saying, what could we give you for Patrick Mahomes? Hello? Hello? You hang up on somebody if they're asking you that question. Lakers didn't hang up on them.
3: Well, yeah, but we would be talking about Patrick Mahomes in your example 10 years from now, not Patrick Mahomes right now, right? Even so. Even Even so, they're hanging up on him. Yeah, but here's the thing. LeBron is in the twilight of his career. He's got a player option that's coming up this summer. So we we don't know what the state of affairs is in terms of how long he wants to play basketball. So it behooves the L.A. Lakers to try to do whatever they can in order to build assets for the future. Even if LeBron James opts out of his contract and decides to re-sign with the Lakers in free agency, if you traded him, the team that he would be re-signing with would be a much better roster. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. If you traded LeBron at the deadline last week, you might have pried Jonathan Kaminga from the Golden State Warriors. Not might that, might, that might have included a yeah. Chris Paul to match salary. Like, you think those pieces with LeBron, AD, and Austin Reeves, and whatever else the Lakers got, you think that's not capable of being able to make a bid to come out of the West? Of course it is. So in the long term, it makes sense for the Lakers to answer the phone and take the inquiry seriously from Golden State. And conversely, it makes sense for Golden State because if you parachute LeBron James in there with what they got in Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson being a shooter, yeah, that, that's a team that's capable of competing for a title this year.
1: That's a championship robust team. You no, have to win a title immediately.
3: Yeah, but but you could. You have the horsepower to do it is the point. Yeah. And so I guess that's the part when it comes to the on-court basketball that makes it make sense for all parties involved. And Smalls, that's the part that I can't get past as a Lakers fan Mm -hmm. as to why it didn't happen because I recognize that the team that they have right now as constituted can't win a title.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised the, the conversations happen. If we're going to do the NFL comp, I think CeCe's right. It's, Pat, it's Patrick Mahomes 10 years from now. It's Tom Brady at the end of his Patriots career. Even no, though someone's an all-time great, no at doubt. some point in their career, you have to have the conversation of if we're better off without this person yeah. right now. If our team would be better if we moved on from this all-time great player and rebuilt in a different way. But I can't help but feel, guys, like we were robbed of an all-time great drama that we could have potentially yeah. had in the NBA. LeBron joining the Warriors, the rivals becoming teammates, all the star power on that team, how it would have blended together. You're right. It would have been immediate championship or bust. The fact that these conversations were even ha- being had and now we know about it, I feel robbed in a
1: way. It would have been one of the biggest trades in the history of sports. It
2: would have been unbelievable.
1: Because of the who, the what, the when, all of it involved. Now, so that that sent all kinds of conversations all over the place yesterday. National NBA conversation conversations that we were having. L.A. is obviously buzzing about, wait, we're going to trade LeBron to the Warriors, but Cleveland was buzzing as well. Why? Because Cleveland fans disliked the Steelers more than any team out there, but they also for a little bit of a run, a four-year run, and still now, really did not like the Golden State Warriors because that's their biggest rival. Aaron Goldhammer, Tony Rizzo, Chris Oldak, ESPN Cleveland, really big show. Yesterday, Aaron and Chris had this conversation about what could have happened if LeBron Join the
5: Warriors to see LeBron and Steph playing on the same team. That, that that soils the joy of the 2016 championship. That's exactly where I was going.
1: Soils the joy of a championship, the sole championship that the majority of Clevelanders have seen in their lifetime. I get the idea and the argument around not wanting to see your favorite players join your rivals. When you have one title and only one title, I don't know how anything could soil the joy of that retroactively.
2: No.
3: They hadn't had a championship in Cleveland in 50 years. How how does LeBron joining the Warriors taint what they did in 2016? I don't, I don't think know, it does. I don't, I don't like. Like I know you're a big Mets fan, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, Doc and Daryl instrumental and, instrumental in in the Mets winning the 1986 championship. No doubt. But they eventually came to my New York Yankees. <laughs> they wised up and they won a championship oh, with the Yankees. Wised, oh, up. The, I the t- wised up. Does up the title that. that they won with the Yankees take away the joy that you had in '86?
1: No, but I don't like seeing Doc and Daryl in a Yankee uniform. I don't like that there are some people that like think of Doc and Daryl as Yankees and not Mets, which is crazy. But I don't like that. But it doesn't take away from 86, which is the most important championship of my lifetime as a sports fan. Yeah, I was a kid, and it meant more to me than any – it still means more to me. I still watch a VHS tape of 1986, a year to remember, reliving that year. It was amazing. Of course you do. Yeah.
2: That's very on brand for you. (laughs) So the St. Louis Blues have won one championship in franchise history. It happened in 2019, and it was one of the most unbelievable emotional rides I've ever been on. If they're – captain at the time, Alex Petrangelo, or the star of the team in Ryan O'Reilly immediately left to go to the Chicago Blackhawks. The joy from the championship is not diminished in any way, especially if they do that years later. If they were to leave and go to the Boston Bruins, who the Blues beat in that Stanley Cup final, or my immediate rival in the Blackhawks, I'd be like, thanks for the memes. Thanks for the The (laughs) hardware. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Enjoy this chapter of your career. Wish you success. Maybe not so much to the team, but there's no way you could ever steal that joy that I felt in that moment.
3: Yeah, they might not be able to steal the joy, but here's the thing. LeBron James might steal your best player. And Donovan Mitchell this coming summer. That (laughs) might happen. Because one of the things that came out around this, Smalls, is that LeBron intends to opt out this summer and sign an extension. So if LeBron James is saying, I don't want to put myself in a situation in the second half of this year that gives me a better shot at winning a championship, it's because he has something better on the horizon, which would be, hey – with the Lakers potentially unlocking more tradable first-round draft picks, more assets to be able to use to in order to make a move on a superstar this summer, maybe just maybe by me committing to the organization beyond the upcoming season that that would be enough to be able to attract a star like Donovan Mitchell, another guy that has a player option after next season – And so essentially, he's somebody that's going to dictate where he's going to go this summer. We call it pre-agency in the NBA when those guys can kind of say, you know what, I got a year left on my deal. I'm not going to resign with you. You better trade me now and get something for me. I feel like it's setting up for that type of scenario in L.A. this summer, which makes me really happy as a Lakers fan. So even though I didn't get what would have been in the best interest of my team in the short run, I do think there's a pathway to LeBron James being able to add another star player this summer that can, can tilt the balance of power in the Western Conference
1: after this season. Let's talk with our guy Matt in Atlantic City watching on ESPNU. What's up, Matt?
6: Yeah, good morning, Evan, CC and Michelle. So I'm going to go, my favorite player is going to be on the New York football giant, Saquon Barkley, and it's inevitable he's going to hit free agent market uh, come next month. If he went to the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington Commanders, or God forbid, the Philadelphia Eagles. In no way, shape, or form would I ever want success for him. You couldn't pay me any amount of money to root for him. Listen, I respect him as an athlete, a generational talent. I have his jersey. I have his college jersey. Where I think fans take it too far is, we've seen it with LeBron leaving Cleveland to go to Miami early in his career. You saw videos of Cleveland fans burning his jersey. I think that's completely asinine, but I want to say one thing to Evan. I was in Philly last night watching the heat play, great win by Spo and the gang. There was one late play with Tyler Hero to Bam out of Bio and Ali. Completely silenced that Philly crowd. You could hear a pin drop in the Wells Fargo center. It was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Uh, Thank you guys very much.
1: Well done. The last part of your call really stood out to me there more than you anything go. else. There you I just go. want to throw that out there. But here's there. the thing: Spoiled respectfully, again. Saquon
3: Barkley ain't win no championship with the Giants.
1: Yeah, yeah but you heard, but you heard yeah. what he said. Yeah, he Matt's a great sports fan. He's called us a bunch. He's telling you if that guy went to one of those teams, he'd hate it. And, he, and Saquon is a great player, he hasn't done anything near what LeBron has yeah. done. Right, but that's what happens when your favorite players and your favorite teams go to your rivals, it drives you nuts. But it shouldn't retroactively take something away from it. Agreed. That's that's the theme here. We're on Sportsman Like, presented by Progressive Insurance.
8: Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's ebikes.com.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: Time for one of our favorite segments of the week. It is Respect It or Check It here on Unsportsmanlike. I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Evan Cohen and Super Bowl champion Chris Caney. All right, guys, first on the docket today, Respect It or Check It, LeBron James made a mistake not wanting to go to the Warriors.
3: I'm going to check it just because I feel like LeBron James got something up his sleeve. And we all know if he's not down with that scheme, he's scheming on something else. So I got to believe that LeBron James has a plan to put a team around him that's going to allow him to compete for a championship. It ain't going to happen this year, but it's probably going to happen next year in L.A.
1: I'm going to check it for a totally different reason. If you look at the Los Angeles Lakers over the last year, they have not played good regular season basketball. But every single time something was on the line, they've played pretty well. Last year in the playoffs, they got to the conference finals, lost the eventual champion. Did Denver not Nuggets. play well in
3: the conference finals. But though. they got there, right? <laughs> smoked.
1: In the, if you're going to consider the in-season tournament something, which the Lakers do, they hung a banner, uh, they oh. won the in-season tournament. I'm still not writing the Lakers off to make a run in this postseason. So I think you see this team through and then revisit after the season. I don't think you do the change in season. He's you you think they
3: can win a championship this year.
1: I think if they made a run in the playoffs, it wouldn't shock me.
3: No, I'm saying, no, I'm making a run is one thing. You think they can win a championship? No. Because you I think they can get to the NBA Finals?
1: No, I think okay. they can get to the now Conference Finals. So. <laughs> okay. I do think they can get to the Conference. I've said I'm on get the record. to the Conference Finals and hope that somebody has an injury. <laughs> I'm on the record saying if healthy, the Clippers are going to win the title. Yeah. If healthy. yeah. Well, that's a big if with that team. They won yeah, last night, no obviously, doubt. without Kawhi. Alright, next worse. one.
2: Respect it or check it. LeBron James's championship window, it's closed.
3: No, nah, I'm going to check that too. I think there's a chance they could do it. Like, if, if LeBron James was able to get a, a player like Donovan Mitchell from the Cleveland Cavaliers, I, I think that would be a team that's good enough to come out of the Western Conference. And we all recognize that that's the better of the two conferences. So if they can come out of the West, then they could absolutely win the NBA Finals. Again, I think they have to get another star that's in his prime. Like, LeBron is past his prime. AD, you know, he's, I guess you have to say he's in his prime, but he can never stay healthy. So you need that other star that's in the heart of their prime in order for them to get over the hump. And I think that's what it's going to take. So I'm going to check it. I think he can still win a championship, but he needs another star that's in the heart of their prime.
1: I'm going to respect it with a caveat. I don't think, I think his championship window is closed with him as clear-cut best player on the team. Every night, yeah. mm so yeah. if you're saying, "Hey, LeBron and and Rob, Michelle, Chris, and Evan," like he used to do back in the day, okay, that's that that's not happening. But if it's let's use your hypothetical, if it's LeBron, AD, and Donovan Mitchell, can I see that team with other pieces win a oh, title? Yeah. yeah, because that's basically recreating oh, yeah. D Wade and Chris Bosh. Oh yeah.
2: What about Steph Curry? Is Steph Curry's championship window closed? Respect
3: it or check it. I say check it. No, I don't think it is. No, I'm gonna check that too. Have, did you see him shoot well, last night? Drop 41 points. The only thing that worries me about what's happening with Steph Curry this year is that he has the third highest usage rate of his career, and he's 36 years old. Like they got the, the players around him have to be able to do more. They got to step up. They're asking Steph Curry to do way too much. I just. I, I I love being able to witness his greatness. It's the greatest shooter that God ever made. That's what Stephen A. Smith says all the time, and it's absolutely true. I, I just don't want them to to take all of the career out of him, to suck all of the career out of him in a meaningless season because that's what it's starting to amount to with Golden State. For all of the good feels around this team and the recent win streak that they've been on, they're still, what, 10th in the Western Conference? Not great.
1: I say check it because I feel better about their method in their way of getting better players around him than I've, I've felt in a, in a few years. They have young players that have proven they can play that other teams would want versus young players who didn't do anything, who other teams would have to bank on, like James Wiseman. He didn't do anything for them. Kaminga's now done something, right? Pazinski has now done something. And they have Andrew Wiggins as a contract and a younger piece. Like, they have ways of getting guys this offseason. Well,
3: oh, they sure did waste a 15-win season when they had that high draft pick. The second overall pick on Wiseman? Oh. That's a bad one.
1: Well, there's. I mean, we can was, re, we that can relitigate that every which way. Is it you take Halliburton, you take Lamelo, or you just trade it for a good player in the moment? There's so many ways. Whatever it was, however, whatever path you want to go down, they did it not. It was go the down wrong. The it
3: was the wrong path.
1: <laughs> and there's also again, this is going to come off weird, but like some teams have to accept in all sports. This is what we are. We don't need something else. What am I talking about? Well, they never had a center. Well, you won four titles without having a center. Drafted. It was center called as- the
3: death lineup when right, they had Draymond reason. Green at center and they ran people out of the gym. You don't need a traditional center when it's positionless basketball in the NBA these days. I, I, I never it didn't make sense to me then it doesn't make sense to me now and it's one of those all-time gaffes when a team has a top draft
1: pick it's not apples about apples but we're going to have the conversation the offseason I guarantee you when the Chiefs are linked to every big wide receiver and we're going to say well wait a minute you won two titles since trading Tyreek Hill look at the wide receivers you had this year are you sure you want to spend the money there it'll come up this offseason with the Chiefs same kind of thing in terms of you're good with in a way that other people are not.
2: Well, speaking of the NFL, what about the team that lost in the Super Bowl, the 49ers? Respect it or check it. Kyle Shanahan is on the hot seat next year. Uh-oh. You're squinting.
3: I respect it? I don't think it's going to happen, but he's inviting a lot of scrutiny with his decision-making in the Super Bowl and then questionable decision to fire Steve Wilks. He's he's going to have himself under a microscope and this team damn well better deliver in terms of being able to go on another deep playoff run. Otherwise, I think it's on the board that Jed York and ownership decides to question everything about what they're doing out there in San Francisco, including the guy that's wearing a headset on the sideline.
1: Okay, so this, this may be a semantics. I'm going to check it because I think we are one year away from mutual parting of ways season.
3: It's not, but we, we've learned that it's not a mutual parting of yeah, ways. Yeah, I know. I'm just He's saying. He's going to get fired. <laughs> He's going to get fired. There's too many
1: good coaches out there. Where if this does not go well next year, it's not crazy to think that he's not the coach of the Niners after that. It is crazy to think that he wouldn't be the coach of another team the very next day, though.
2: Oh, of course.
1: Like he's gonna be the coach. Andy Reid had no years in between Philadelphia and Kansas City, right? He didn't. Yeah, have a but let's stop off. calling
3: this guy Andy Reid. I'm no just up. Yes. On no, the there's no guarantee. Ends. I mean, listen, everybody wants to say, "Oh, well, Andy Reid won the big one when he went to another place. He was always a good coach." Yeah. So was Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves is a great coach in the NFL. Didn't win in three cracks at it in Denver in the Super Bowl. Didn't win when he got with the Atlanta Falcons when they got to the Super Bowl. He went 0-4 in Super Bowls. So, I mean, yeah. he, he could be Andy Reid. He could also be Dan Reeves. I'm actually also, only
1: saying he's he, Andy Reid He Philly. could be Marv Levy, too, who
3: gets the four Super Bowls and don't win none of them. You could be either one of those guys.
2: Also, Andy Reid's an amazing coach. It helps when your second destination has Patrick Mahomes.
3: No doubt about it.
2: All right, next one. Respect- they don't grow
3: those on trees, by the way. They
2: certainly do Well, and
1: didn't have it when he got there, though, to be fair. Right? It was Alex Smith when he got sure, there. But right, but, they but you but get they Patrick Barnes. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't have Inevitably. those on trees. Yeah.
2: All right, respect it or check it. Kirk Cousins makes the Steelers Super Bowl contenders.
3: Ooh. I, you know what? I'm going to respect it. Mm. I'm going to respect it because Mike Tomlin's a great coach, 17 seasons, without having one of them being a losing season. And the Pittsburgh Steelers seemingly always find wide receivers. Like, you bat your eyes, they find another Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver. They got Deontay Johnson, they got George Pickens, Pat Fryer move, and a pretty good two-headed monster in the run game with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. So, yeah, I'm going to respect it. The Pittsburgh Steelers would be a Super Bowl contender if they were able to land Kirk Cousins.
1: I'm going to say check it, and I am a bigger Cousins fan than most, and obviously Tomlin is amazing. I'm just going to say check it because that division is so difficult that I just can't do it in year one of those two. They need more moves around that, in my opinion. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and whatever the Browns are this year coming off of a year where they had five different quarterbacks, it's hard to make them Super Bowl contenders.
8: You,
2: you wouldn't put them above the Browns in that scenario?
1: I think maybe, I know we're beyond early, maybe the single biggest question heading into next season is what if Deshaun Watson is decent? I'm not even asking him to be great. What been if been he's
3: even, if he, even if he's decent. The Pittsburgh Steelers made the playoffs with Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph as they start quarterbacks. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, Kirk Cousins is a significant upgrade uh, over those guys. It makes a material difference in terms of the the potential your team has. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to call them Super Bowl contenders if they get Kirk Cousins.
2: All right, last one. Respect it or check it. Dak Prescott should want out of Dallas.
3: No, why? Why, was, why should he want out of Dallas? No, I'm gonna check it. I'm gonna check it. No, why, why should he want out of Dallas? I mean, Dallas has no choice but to pay him. Like well, he's that's got why all, he would want he,
1: out if they don't pay him.
3: He's got, but he's got all the leverage. They have to pay him if they if they're serious about winning a championship. Then they have to lower his fifty nine and a half million dollar cap hit. And by doing so, they're going to make him the highest paid player in the NFL in NFL history. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he should want out of Dallas. Because if they trade him, then that means they're giving away all of, he's giving away a ton of leverage when it comes to being able to get paid. No,
1: absolutely not. I respect it. And I don't think you should want out of Mike McCarthy. I think you should be wanting out of the circus that is the Dallas Cowboys if he doesn't get the extension. If they dilly-dally on the extension, I've said it once. I'm going to say it again. I believe that we are going to see him ask out this offseason. Not reporting anything, obviously. I just think from a negotiation ploy like Lamar Jackson did last year, that's what I see happening with yeah, the back Yeah,
3: but year. here's the thing. I don't think the free agent market is – that's the thing why I don't think he should ask out because if he does ask out, I'm not sure that the other team would be willing to pay him as much as the Cowboys would.
1: But he may ask out just to get the deal he wants with the Cowboys, just like Lamar did. I don't think Lamar ever wanted to leave the Ravens, do you?
3: Yeah, so you're saying he should ask out but not really want to be out? Well, well, I'm, I think that's I'm,
1: I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Where, where are we going? I'm saying negotiation-wise, I don't believe Lamar Jackson wanted to play for another team going into the season. Do you guys? No. And he asked out with the opportunity to say, hey, I want to be out. I'm going to be a problem unless we have a solution here. And I think that's what Dak should do because I don't think they're going to give him a contract extension right off the bat.
3: I got to respond to that when we come back from break, yeah.
1: We're on like on ESPN Radio.
8: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio.
8: It's
1: All-Star Weekend starts tomorrow night. NBA Rising Stars game presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 9 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Ah, oh, what a dream in life. You think we could ever get in the celebrity game? No?
2: probably Not for me. You guys probably can. Why not you? I don't want to be in the celebrity game. You wouldn't no. want to
1: be in the celebrity. Oh, maybe, my God. Maybe to
2: coach. Maybe to coach.
1: I would dream of it. It would no, be my I'm dream. I'm not a hooper.
2: I would embarrass myself.
1: You don't think I would?
2: I don't know. You've played basketball in your life. I I've know, never been a just, basketball player. Just
1: somehow to be a part of All Star Weekend and be in the celebrity All Star game. That'd oh, my cool. God. Yeah, How serious cool. would
2: you take it? Would you practice before?
3: Oh, of course Practice I would. Before. I got. I got to make sure. I got to make sure I'm on point. I'm not going out there to embarrass myself.
2: That's why I wouldn't even. The eyes of have the sports
3: do. world are going to be paying attention to me, and my goal would be not to become a meme. <laughs> I would and hire. That would, be, that would be the whole goal. Just don't embarrass yourself, and don't get embarrassed. I you like. I wasn't go mean, out there. Exactly. Yeah. Because if hot. you're trying hard, that's when you die hard. Like yeah. you, you, never wanted to be in a situation where you're actually given effort. And then somebody embarrasses you on the court. Or worse, you embarrass yourself.
2: Don't try to be the hero.
3: Don't try to be the hero. But uh, here's the thing. I guess there's that pressure of being a former athlete. People have expectations. Oh, you're 6'8". You won a Super Bowl. You better go out there and play like LeBron. But I can't play like LeBron. And the only thing is just make sure that I don't embarrass myself when I go out there. But I would absolutely do it. If asked,
1: I would absolutely be a part of the celebrity game at the All-Star Weekend. If you told me we could be a part of it in 2025... Okay, all-star weekend, celebrity all-star game. I would hire Chris Brickley today. I, he's the, he is the trainer to the stars. I don't care how much it costs. I would literally spend every cent I have hiring him to train me to get me ready for that game. Really? Oh, my God. Heck yeah.
2: What would your goal be? So CC's is to not become a meme. Is there a certain amount of points you want to get? Like, what's the goal?
1: Let, okay, you're going to ask me. I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. Yeah,
2: I, I'm My
1: dream, that. if I play in that game, is for someone to just say, wow, he's a really good passer. That's it. I pride myself. <laughs> well, they know, that.
3: they know that from watching the show. You're a really good passer. Oh, thank you. You pass the ball it. pretty well, yeah. That's I literally what
1: that. I pride myself on playing basketball, is, is mm-hmm. passing and defense. I will not take a shot. I have no interest in shooting. I don't care about shooting. But if if we could somehow pull this off, where we get on like into that game, oh my God, it would be my entire life. That's all I would focus on for a full year of training for that game.
2: I would love to be a bench warmer, just team morale. <laughs> You know, I'd bring snacks. I'd be cheering you on. You bring snacks to the celebrity All Star (laughs) game? I I want zero minutes. I do not want to do that. You don't even want to get in there for
1: one second?
2: No. Why? I would because you'd pass me the ball and I'm embarrassed myself. Then I'm a meme. (laughs) You literally
1: hold the basketball for four hours every day. Show the camera on ESPNU. She's literally holding this basketball, dribbling it, fake shooting it all. Okay, now, of course, she'd turn over. We have a turnover. (laughs) See, this is what would happen in the All Star
2: game. I would crumble under the pressure and the bright lights.
1: Would you buy new sneakers? Cece? Yeah, you'd have to. New sneakers? For the game?
3: Oh, for sure. For sure. You gotta have
1: some drips. Yeah.
3: You gotta absolutely have have some drips. Would you
1: go with the sleeve? The shooting
3: sleeve? Nah, nah, I ain't doing all that. (laughs) The leg sleeve? No, I'm not doing that either.
1: Would you go old school uh, uh, Georgetown with the shirt underneath? Because I would. That's awful. No, I, I don't have to do that. Man, I do. Have, I, have not, I have no, out, man. Let him breathe.
8: <laughs> I got to hide
3: everything. Why not?
1: Let the things breathe. Let him breathe. <laughs> the <laughs> the all well, game, that's the time. Is that guy wearing a hoodie playing basketball on the side? And scenario? a jacket? And a jacket while playing? I would say they'll he's a respect- jogger. joggers? will respect you if you hoop, though. <laughs> that's true.
2: They would call you a good passer, but they can't see the name on the back of your jersey because you have your jacket on. Oh, God.
1: Ooh. This is such a dream come true if we could ever pull this off. Literally, I, I, it would be amazing. Yeah, amazing. it would be.
3: But we got to get back to what we right, were talking go ahead. about. So, no, yeah, I, we I have said to get that into it.
1: Dak, I said that I think that at some point this offseason, I've been saying this for weeks now, mm-hmm. I think we will have a moment where Adam Schefter will report at some point that Dak Prescott has requested a trade from the Dallas Cowboys. At no point do I think that Dak Prescott actually wants to play for another team. I think it's going to get to a point where he is going to have to make that trade request in order to get the contract he wants.
3: Yeah, but Small's question was: Should Dak Prescott want out of Dallas?
1: And I think the answer is yes. If there's a situation, Atlanta, let's say, that could potentially get him, surround him with good people, and get out of the fishbowl that is the Dallas Yeah, but Cowboys.
3: I don't. Here's the thing: I don't think Atlanta would pay Dak Prescott the amount of money that he's looking for, which is why it makes the situation between Dak and Lamar vastly different, right? Because Lamar requested a trade last offseason, but everybody thought that that was because he was angling for a contract. I think it was about Lamar wanting to make sure that he got his true value, whether it was from Baltimore or anybody else. With Dak Prescott, I think he's getting his true value under the contract that he's in, and he's going to get more than his true value under the extension that he would sign with the Dallas Cowboys. But I think he's more valuable to Dallas than anybody else because – not only are they getting an all-pro quarterback, but they're also having the opportunity to lower his cap hit. If the Cowboys trade him to another team, that other team doesn't have to contend with the cap hit, so there's not the impetus to get a deal done and thus making him the highest-paid player in the sport. So I don't think the other team, whether it's Atlanta in the scenario that you outlined, would have to worry about paying Dak Prescott $60 million on average annual value. But that's the proposition that the Cowboys are under just because they're up against it with the salary cap.
1: Hypothetically, I'm going to th- I, uh, over the cap has these three as the top um, salary cap space teams in the NFL this offseason. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. I have Commanders, Titans, and Patriots. That is correct. Would those teams give up assets and resources to get Dak Prescott? I think all three would say yes. I mean, I
3: mean, if you're the
1: Commanders or the Patriots, you're going to uh, draft.
3: T- yeah, like you're, you're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. So why is would Dak you do better
1: that? than the possibility of drafting a quarterback?
3: No, I'm not. No, not especially at a top three pick. No, I'm not giving up. Especially with this crap of
2: quarterbacks. And you could have them at a cost control. I wouldn't do that. No, I'm not doing that. Now, Tennessee is interesting.
3: interesting. That's interesting. So let's
1: walk through that for a second. So there's a team with cap space. There's a team that's in an improving division, but not an amazing division currently. They're
3: outside of the top five. They've got the seventh overall pick this year. So yeah, I mean, could you see a scenario you where you signed Derrick
1: to, Henry in that spot because you have Dak? Yeah, would, it,
3: would you try to flip number seven overall for for Dak Prescott? I hmm. mean,
1: that's, that seems rich, but yeah, I guess you could do it. That's my point. Is that like? You know, you could start to float this if you're Dak. Like, hey, we're interested in this team, that team. You got to get the contract done, however you want to get it done. I, I, I don't. know. But here's know. the thing:
3: the Cowboys still have in in that scenario where yeah. they're trading Dak, they still have a massive cap hit that yeah. they have to deal with. No question. Which is why Dak has them in an impossible situation. Which is why he shouldn't want out of Dallas because they they have more motivation to sign him to a deal and make him a, one of the highest paid player, if not the highest paid player. They got more motivation to do that than anybody else in the league. So if you're Dak, why would you want out of that? So
1: we have maximum leverage. We got about 30 seconds to a minute here on this. Walk us through how you think it's going to go then this offseason. So we start the offseason. He's on a one-year deal. What happens here? Make me
3: the highest paid player in the NFL history.
1: What do they say? Yes. Okay, well, that was pretty easy.
3: <laughs> they have no choice. All right. They have no choice. <laughs> the only choice they have is we're not going to feel as good a team because we don't have the cap space. And we're not going to be able to address players like CeeDee Lamb and Michael Parsons Mm -hmm. who are eligible for contracts and who have earned pay raises. We're not going to give those guys any more money because we're not going to pay
1: Dak. By the way, NBA All-Star Weekend, we can make it that simple too. Just put us in the game. Yes. Celebrity game. Yeah, we're good. Put me in the celebrity game. yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's good. Unsportsmanlike celebrity game. Like, it's yeah. I'm easy am good. I'm, I'm good for 10
3: rebounds and 6 hard fouls. I got you. And I'm good for snacks.
1: I'll make a lot of good passes and wear more clothing than I
0: should. We're Unsportsmanlike on, <laughs> like on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.